This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 98 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we talk with artist Helen George. In Tigopedia, we address what foods help ligaments and tendons. In Critter Nutrition, Tigger talks about the process of saying goodbye. And in Coffee Clatch, we ask, what animal you don't currently live with would you like to invite for Thanksgiving dinner? Join us. I'm Tigger Montague. And I'm Patty Prugy. Welcome to Healthy Critters. Yo, Tiggy. Yo, Patty P. <laughs> it the season is upon us it once is. again. It, it's gone so fast. I know it really has. I can't believe Thanksgiving's coming up. So, what do you have planned? What like what do, what do you normally? I love Thanksgiving, not only because it's Thanksgiving, and I don't do the whole, you know, pilgrim thing. Um, <laughs> Seeing you in a little pilgrim outfit right now, like that just, I got to tell you what, I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that, but go ahead. Sorry. You know, my, my, I, I have Native American ancestry, so there's a real conflict. So mm-hmm. the way I deal with Thanksgiving is I get in my favorite sweatpants and Peter and I have already pre-ordered from Whole Foods and he goes the day before and he picks up all the fixings because we're vegetarians and so on Thanksgiving Day, I spend the day in my sweats. And I come to your house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> that kind of sounds nice. I kind of like that. No cooking, I, no cleaning up. Well, you do have a little, you know, he's to have plates and, you know, Peter makes wicked fresh mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we usually have a nice fire in the fireplace and have a nice, you know, sort of late afternoon meal and light a few candles to you know send our our good thoughts forward and basically i never get out of my sweats or my bathrobe so it's that, yeah, an that's awesome a, day i can see you out in the barn with those on by the way oh it's cool you know <laughs> of course it depends if it's cold then i'll have a you know down jacket on and the very uh fashionable ll bean footwear mm-hmm mm-hmm no, no, there's nobody coming to visit, so the I horses don't, don't seem to mind. I don't think it's accidental, by the way, that Carhartts fit beautifully over pajamas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Patty P., what does your Thanksgiving look like? Well, you know, because I just moved back to Texas, and my middle daughter, Hannah, who is in Virginia, not far from little Tiggy, just got married. And our original plan was we were going to head back to... Virginia, but my son, who's in his last year of school, was uh, playing football, and there were some playoffs games that they were going to happen on Friday, which obviously everybody knows football's a big deal during Thanksgiving. So I think that um, we will end up staying here, and you know we've been invited to a couple different people's houses. But my husband is a good cook, and our we have started a, a tradition and unfortunately my oldest daughter who is in Wellington is pregnant and is not going to be able to 
travel. And Hannah and Parker want to be at their house for their first year. We, but we've started this family trans, uh, tradition of Bloody Marys. <laughs> that awesome. We, yeah. And I, last year, I got to tell you, we may have partooken. Is that a word? Partaken? Partaken. In, uh, in a few too many. But um, I'll tell you what, they're pretty good. So I think Peter and I have decided we're definitely going to go that route again, do some Bloody Marys. And then just, you know, um, spend some, some time together and just, you know, we have a lot to be thankful for. Um, you know, we've had a lot of changes in, in this past year that have been good and some hard. We just lost Peter's mother a couple weeks ago, which is, you know, it's it, even though it was her time and she definitely have, had been around the sun many, many, many times, it was still a very, you know, hard thing, but we have a lot of things to be thankful for. So I'm feeling pretty happy about going into, you know, where we all are with everything. So we'll, we'll just enjoy a dinner together and, and then Peter actually will head to Virginia on Friday morning and I'll stay here and ride ponies. <laughs> so, but it'll be, which is kind of like my normal thing. So yeah, so it'll be good. And how about you, Jennifer? Our Thanksgiving is is probably closer to what you and Peter do. We tend to try to sleep in a little bit. Mm-hmm. We will either take the ponies out for a cruise around the neighborhood or the bicycle, depending upon the weather. And uh, we go down the street to Glenn's Brothers for a partly prefabricated dinner. Thank you mm-hmm. very much, Earth Fair. Mm-hmm. And we sit back and we relax, just kind of hang around and chat. And Glenn and his brother and his brother's wife all sit around and share stories from their childhood because they all grew up in a little tiny town and know everybody who's everybody. And I just am fascinated by the fact that they all grew up in a place where they all knew each other and everybody knew everybody in the same town. It was crazy weird. It's like mm. Beaver Cleaver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And so it's, it's a very relaxing. I do unfortunately have to put real clothing on. I'm not allowed to go to, to my brother in law's house in my pajamas, Tigger. Okay. Yeah. Darn. It's yeah. It's yeah. That's just silly. That's just silly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I can do some heavy duty, you know, binge watching on, on Disney Plus if I ever get to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can Jeez. add that to our Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. So let us know what 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 your Thanksgiving traditions are by sending us a postcard at Healthy Critters Radio at Biostar US. We've got a great show coming up. I can't wait to talk to Helen. She's uh, one of Patty and my, you know, it's our a really good friend of both yes, of us. Absolutely, and we're really excited to have her on the show. So let's welcome her. And we're here today with our good friend, Helen George, who not only is a dressage judge, but a really fantastic artist. And her works um, incorporate horse hair and horseshoes that you can actually personalize. And one of the reasons that I asked Helen to come on Healthy Critters today was being the holidays, and this is a perfect time to have a memento made of a dog you 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 said goodbye to, or a horse. And she, her work is is amazing. so memorable and amazing. So welcome, Helen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome. So, how did you get started with? Can you describe a little bit about the horsehair designs you do? Well, it was interesting how I got started with, because it was many years ago, I trained a local vet's horse eons ago, and he was older. He 
they, you know, I don't know if he died of old age or was euthanized, but the other trainer at the, at his barn got some of the hair and there was a local lady. We're out here in rural Goochland in Virginia. And there was a local lady that did horsehair pottery, you know, where you burn the hair on it mm-hmm. and then you take a little bit of the hair and braid it around like the neck of a jar or, or vessel. And, um, so she, Jess had gotten the hair and I had it in my car and I was going to drop it off there and I get there and the place is closed and she had moved to Alaska. So <laughs> I had this hair and I thought, well, so I just tried to figure out, and I said, well, there's something we could do with it. And so many people do bracelets and things like that. And first of all, this was for a male vet, you know, and that wasn't going to fly. But, um, so I wound up doing a collage with it. And, you know, I braid, you know, I, I just braided in a simple braid, use the, the, the own hair to tie off the ends, you know, cut all the scraggly pieces off. And then I got some dried, I got some actually hay from his barn and, um, and, and someone had found a four leaf clover, uh, pressed that. And so there was like kind of cool things in the collage that were actually from the farm. So that was the first oh, one. It was just cool. something I invented because I had this hair and we wanted, and Jess and I wanted to do something for him and, you know, and then it kind of just went on from there. So. Cool. Um, well, I have to yeah. say that you made one uh, and, and this was, you know, many years before Lionheart, my Lionheart actually passed and gave it to me as a gift. And she braided the tail hair into a musical note. Oh, cool. And it's the Yeah, what do you call that? It's, it's, a, it was a, a clef treble note. clef? Yeah. Treble clef with the, in the beginning of the song or whatever. Right. And I, I don't know the right word. I, I have it hanging, and I look at, I walk by it every day. And she's also done some of my dogs that have passed, taken the hair, and made these really cool collages with pressed flowers. And um, it 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 it's such a great memento. Or even if if your animal is you know still living and still with you, it. It's just a great, right, like yeah, well, like Lion was still gift. with you. You don't, so, yeah. Sometimes you don't want to wait because something can happen tragically too, and right, you know, and uh, you don't always get hair. And not that I want to talk about that, but um, yeah, no, I remember <laughs> you as well, Tigger, because um, I got to go out west with you, and and I tried to do those Southwest colors, and that's like I try to do color schemes that fit with. Um, you know, either a person's home or their own preferences and such. Yeah, it, so it's that. very personalized, and oh, that, absolutely, that yeah. makes it even more special. But the 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 sh- horseshoes are are relatively new. Oh, cool! What's the, that's yeah, what's a really that? cool thing you're doing with the horseshoes. Yeah, just take a shoe. Um, I don't do tons of them because they bother my hands a little bit because you know, I'm wrapping the wires so tight around them and stuff. But it, it, uh, they're they're fun to do to design with the different color schemes and different. And I tried to find, you know, good, um, you know, recycled beads, glass beads, check beads. But I'll always I usually use like a three color scheme because I'll do like a ribbon or a burlap ribbon or cords and i have to have three because i'll braid them 
to finish it off, to hang it, and then um, use the stones or the beads or, you, you know, and you can, I've made them some that are just obnoxiously blingy as you can want, <laughs> or really simple and beautiful, like with just, you know, brown stones and stuff. So those are fun too. And what's again, your, it's, it's just. What's your most fun? What's your most fun thing to do? Most fun thing to do? We, yeah, between like, the yeah, like what do you enjoy the most when somebody sends you something? What because I mean you've she's I, Helen's done some stuff for me for horses that have passed as well, and it's always so perfect in every way. But like what I mean, I feel like every time I get something, it's there's so much thought and emotion, and mm-hmm. there's and, and you're like, well, do the you collages like- take take more for sure. They take mm-hmm. you know because because everybody looks at it and goes, well, or well, not everybody, but some people can look at it and go, well. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, as an artist, you would not believe how much I fool around with something. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, I mean, cause I have so many also handmade papers that I've bought from other artists. I've wanted to try to do that myself, but I have not yet. And then manufactured beautiful, like Japanese papers or things like that, that I've been incorporating. And, you know, once I know like the color scheme for someone, you know, or the mm-hmm. desired, colors i'll i'll pull out papers and i'll pull out whatever mm. <laughs> my studio's got a whole bunch of junk in it a lot of the great stuff and and then i'll just but i will i'll change my mind a bazillion times mm. and and then i work with when i kind of i really try to make a composition out of it too so it's balanced and not just thrown together the last ones i've been do i've, I've been doing more i've been doing some um, altered photographs with some now Oh, that's cool. Um, because people yeah. Are, yeah, are requesting that. So so I made them a little bit bigger because with the photograph, I just need more space to work around to figure out how to incorporate the photograph in it and mm-hmm. add collage to it and add the hair to it. Um, so. And they're framed, correct? Yeah, the original ones, I got a deal. I went to a local store and there were these great frames that had that... Um, if you remember yours, Tigger, it's got a double mat, but uh-huh. the double mat is like really deep. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that the hair goes across it and, mm-hmm. you know, goes over it. And, but the image itself is only four by six. Mm-hmm. So when I started doing some photographs in it, I was like, oh, it needs. To. So what I've been doing, I found these shadow boxes that don't look too shadow boxy, if, that, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like eight by 12. So, um, because oh, wow. I just need oh, wow. space to add a photograph to it. Hmm. It's just, but, um, and these are probably, you could lean up against on a desk or things like that, but, um, or hang on the wall. The others had that, had that little, out, the, the thingamajiggy where you can put on a desk or you can yes. hang on the wall. Oh, right. It's okay. still either or. Hmm. So what kind of lead time is there if somebody, you know, contacts you, What's the normal well, probably, lead time? Usually a good two weeks, depending on how busy okay. I am. Like right That's now with Christmas, bad. I've got a couple, you know, orders. And, but I do do gift certificates. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> Good to <laughs> know. Christmas is like right around the, the corner. Oh, my God. But I think it's, you know, and I've had, so there was one cool one I made. And it was a bunch of, it was a, um, this was some years ago. And it was a barn in Long Island. And the um, students got together for the trainer and the trainer 
bred these horses and they were all kind of had something with martini in their names. So the image itself was, you know, cut out with different papers and things like that. But it was basically, there was a martini glass that you could recognize a martini glass. And then she, the horse had had, I don't remember now, three or four foals. And they had all the hair from the foal, from the horses. Oh, wow. Wow. So I had the original hair with the big swirl that I made. And then, you know, you, you know, the martini glass with olives. Uh-huh. So there were all these little squirrels, which were her babies. <laughs> so oh. that, was, that was really cute to do. That worked out really well. I was like, so that was fun. So, you know, that, that's like, so like what Patty was asking me, what I like, I mean, I like to do the horseshoes. They're fun, but the, the collages are more creative. I get a lot out of those. Yeah. And and does somebody just send you the horseshoes of their horse? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Although I have I have a couple. Horse Hippie has some of my horseshoes, and oh. I sent some at um, Equus Art Gallery in New York and in um, Red Hook. She's putting a couple in her. Um, I just sent her some. We actually did a trade. She's been doing this amazing art. She's the gallery owner. It's Equus Art Gallery, and it's all horse stuff. It's, and she ships internationally, and she's like got beautiful stuff in it. And and she's she's a photographer and did beautiful horse photography. But she's into and Tigger, you would love her stuff. It's like skulls and bones and really esoteric. It's just beautiful stuff. And there was one piece I really liked, and so I traded her half money. And half three horseshoes, which is putting the shoes in the gallery. So it's perfect. <laughs> so bartering is wonderful. What so, is the best yeah, way to out. get in touch with you? Is it is it on your Facebook page, Studio Stell? It's on Stell? my Facebook page, yeah. Studio Stell. Um, I, my, I get that darn... See, I was good. I didn't say a bad word. That yeah. darn, that <laughs> no darn New Jersey website, came out today. Uh, eventually, which will be StudioStell.com, but it's Studio Stell on Facebook. And then Instagram. I don't think there's a lot of. I'll put some horseshoe stuff. I'll, I'll put some. I'll put some stuff up after this. Um, Instagram is Helen George one 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 five. Okay, and it's so Studio S T E L L. Yes. And you can contact yeah. Helen on Facebook. And what I like to do with people I don't know because it's it's um, it's easy in a way to do people I know because. I know them and I know what they like and I talk to them, whatever, but I do like to sort of kind of almost interview people. Mm-hmm. And I almost like to do it over phone sometimes too. If people don't mind talking to me over the phone, sort of just, you know, emailing or texting just cause you know, things come up and I find out more. Um, it makes it more personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a woman from Patty down in Texas. Oh. And she was in the hill country, and she did German. I don't remember what breed, but it's one of the German warm bloods that she's mm-hmm. breeding and such. And her husband was doing this on the, on the sly for her for Christmas. And I had this gorgeous paper that oh, and, and and she liked fall colors, so I had this gorgeous. It was Japanese paper with these gorgeous fall colors that I cut into like mountains. Oh, wow. and then I made the sun. And the colors of the German flag. Oh wow! And then it was, but it was really cool. So that again, that was fun. So there's and just so much you can do. You and know? you do dogs so. as well, because I have a couple dog collages. Sure, I don't of yours. Know, which dogs did I do? You I don't did, even remember. You did Sweetie and Raven. 
the wolves. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I remember. And I think, you know, anything that I kind of believe it was the same with my riding or with judging with the horses or poaching, even though I am work very much part-time now because of my back, I still attend clinics, read articles, read books, do blah, blah, blah. You know, I still want to be better, even if I do it on such a limited basis. And, and as far as the art goes, I still always want to be better. So I think it's kind of cool to look back and see, and I don't use quite as much dried. I figured out because some of the dried plants that I used in the beginning, even though I put so much um, artist quality, Blacker. you know, shellac kind of yeah. black, you know, on it, um, they, you know, the colors just change, and it's fine, but it's not what I intended, you know. Which is, and it, again, it's fine, but I was like, oh, I didn't know that would all go to a light beige, you know, you know, but so, so I've, I've I've found out what, um, helibores, which is a really cool flower that blooms early, early, late, late winter. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of a, um, they press really well because a lot of flowers don't press as great. They press really well and they, they hold their, their color. At least I've had some that I've done years ago and it's, they're still holding their color, but, Wow, um, but I, I I've kind of gone away a little bit. I I add a little bit of um, it depends on what I'm doing. I add a little bit of of um, it depends what a person wants to. So yeah, you know. Well, the, I, um, the, I I hope all our listeners out here go check out Studio Stell on Facebook, and you know at least start a conversation with Helen and have a a wonderful personalized piece of art that um, is all about your animal and your relationship. So thank you, Helly, for joining you, Healthy Hallie. Critters. Yes, it, was a, it was great to talk to you and I'm honored to that you asked me. Thank you very, very much. That's You're right. welcome. Yay. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye, Helly. You guys have okay. a good night. Bye-bye. You too, sweetie. Bye. Eddie? Your number came up all weird. We didn't know when we knew it all. Okay, seriously, that was funny. <laughs> well, well done, man. Well done. You go around with like weird ass numbers and we don't know who you are. You cannot expect me to answer the phone. I keep the servant on staff for this very reason. I'm busy and important and famous. And everyone wants to talk to me. So if you think that just anyone can talk to me, you're wrong. I have a lot going on. I am important. I cannot believe we let that happen. What a faux pas on us. Well, exactly. And I think it's nice that you're realizing that this was really your fault. I'm just ashamed. Yeah, I'm ashamed. I figure you must be. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer? Hello, Hedwig. How are you? Hello, Jennifer. Oh, <laughs> I feel so loved. <laughs> Hedwig likes me best. Jennifer. It's true. <laughs> yep. I definitely don't like Tigger best. Tigger wrote a mean song about me. Well, that's not true. It is well, so true. And just you wait, Tigger. It's going to be a long January. <laughs> 
And then a really long February. You think it's a short month? It's not a short month. You're going to wish it was a short month when I'm done with you and your puppy. <laughs> well, Hedwig, during, during the long and longer months of winter in Wellington, there, there's liable yeah. to be some downtime. There's liable to be some time where the servant or you... Want to just sit around and do something kind of brain-free and relaxing. And sometimes for... Have you met my servant? <laughs> I mean, she every day she... is pretty much brain-free for her. Well, there you go. Well, this might be a good question then. Well, oftentimes for us girls, one of the things we like to do when we need to while away a little time and not have to work real hard is paint our fingernails. And I want to know how you feel about fingernail paint on both servants and dogs you've never met my servant have you i've not met your servant because you don't let your servant out a lot yeah so just to clarify she's not really that type of girl Uh uh-huh um she's more the you know well have you ever seen marines at all (laughs) petty petty what? That is not true. That is definitely not true. That is not funny. true. Um, I'm calling you out on it. True. No, I, you can say whatever you want. I mean, it's a free country, sort of, as long as you're not on Fox News. But right now, we're saying true things out loud. So let's be fair. The last time she got her fingernails painted, she was 12 and wearing an ice skating costume. I'd love to see a picture of that. Yeah, so let's be clear. Well, how about, People who how are about, frequently called sir in grocery shops do not traditionally paint their nails or even have nails because they bite them so much because they're so stressed and their cuticles are bleeding because it's so cold here that their skin has cracked and it's just bleeding everywhere. It's really quite attractive. <laughs> well, well, how about nail polish for you? I'm going to ask you how long you think the period of time between when the servant comes home with me from the barn and when she leaves again for night check traditionally is. How long do you think that is normally? Several hours, no? Uh Uh-huh. How long do you think I can make that feel? Hmm. (laughs) Like like an eternity. (laughs) I'm guessing yes. Challenge accepted. Hold my beer. So, you know, I mean, you can try. Of course, you're a toe grabber, just like that freaky Jim Coford. So you do have some issues. And I assume that they have something to do with your childhood or some major malfunction in your psyche. These are not my issues. Touch my toes and die. Okay. (laughs) Well... Listeners, you, you've heard it right from the dog's <laughs> mouth. No no nail polish on the servant and no nail mm-hmm. polish on the dog. All on right. the little dog. No, now I am considering if my servant dyes her hair blue again, that I too could have a little hair dye. Mm. Oh. oh, okay. Huh. But I haven't decided what color yet, so perhaps our listeners would contribute some idea. I Purple. don't think. <laughs> Die. Purple is good. I, I, I can I can easily move to the purple. Yeah. Yeah, purple might be better or navy blue. 
Uh-uh. I think I would look amazing with my cream bits dyed navy blue. No, mm. I don't think so. Well, Tigger, you're getting a puppy, so your judgment is clearly faulty. <laughs> to clarify, yeah. people but have who you have seen the have you seen dogs, the puppy? Have you yes, seen the puppy? I have. I'm it just telling a lot you, like an Australian Shepherd. You know what? It is. Yeah. So I love my friend Sabi, but. I have some deep-seated issues with the breed in general. <laughs> okay, thanks, Hetty. You're welcome. We are at the Tigapedia portion of our show, and I thought it would be a great topic to talk about the best foods to help heal ligaments and tendons, because there are so many different things that are out there. And, you know, Tigger, I feel like you know so much about this topic, and I'm sure there's always going to be more to learn. But what are some simple, well, I shouldn't say simple, what are some things that people could get started at if they're in a situation where they're dealing with having to think about this? Well, I mean, if your horse has been diagnosed with a tendon or ligament injury or tear or strain, one of the very first things you want to do is get get the horse on bovine colostrum because bovine colostrum provides over 70 different growth factors. And this is, these are factors that help with cell replication is really important in healing. So that would be step number one. Um, Vitamin C is really good for connective tissue. And what I usually do is I provide it in the form of a whole orange. So I take an orange, I quarter it, I put it in a food processor and give it to the horse once a day. If your horse is um, metabolic or easy keeper, you can just get ascorbic acid. I don't think it's as good because uh, an orange has all the cofactors, the bioflavonoids, rutin, vitamin C. But you definitely want to increase vitamin C for, for healing. That's kind of phase one. And then phase two, the body needs increased circulation for healing. And that's the benefit of things like stem cell and uh, shockwave laser therapy, but you can also increase something called nitric oxide. That's the master circulatory molecule of the body. And nitric oxide, it can be um, stimulated with this amino acid called arginine. And arginine is found in foods like oranges, uh, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, brewer's yeast. So anything that will increase nitric oxide, that is, has a high arginine content, increases circulation, which drives more um, nutrients to the injured area. Um, um, Another herb is amalaki, that's also known as Indian gooseberry. Uh, at Biostar, we use Capros, which is a patented extract from Indian gooseberry that boosts nitric oxide by 50%. So that really increases circulation and speeds healing. So those are the things you can do to augment 
and and actually cut some of the the healing time by providing the body what it needs to heal and repair. Mm. <laughs> real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why BioStar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. BioStar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The BioStar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BioStarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BioStarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. So we're at Coffee Clatch, and I was wondering... uh, (laughs) For myself and our listeners, imagine a Thanksgiving and you get to invite an animal that you don't currently live with to have Thanksgiving dinner with you at your house. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it would be fun because it allows everybody to use their imagination. So, Jennifer? <laughs> oh, I get to go first? This yes. Was, Who are you inviting? This was tough. Really? This was oh, tough. I was just sitting here thinking, I'll get, I'm, how much time do I get? That's yes. what I want to know. This was really tough because I want to have a Niffler over just because I want to have a Niffler over. A I don't what? even know what. A what? A Niffler. I feel like she made that up. I do too. But I know she didn't. I, didn't I know she didn't. Up. I'm not that clever. A ni- the Niffler is the little black platypus looking thing that is in oh. fantastic beasts that, that runs around oh. gathers up shiny yes. things. Oh. Out. Who wouldn't oh. want that? Okay. Well okay. done, Jennifer. Well done. Excellent. Yep. Just, yep. I just want to do that. But <laughs> then I thought, well, he would just run around the house, you know, destroying things. And it says right in his description, he makes a poor house pet. So I set that one aside and I want to have a bunny over and, a, and maybe right. a baby bunny. Because Thanksgiving is all about food, and there's nothing more freaking adorable than watching a bunny eat. Eat. (laughs) And sitting in his little place at the table. And he's going to have a little basket to sit in. And he's going to have little vegetables. Yes. Yes. It's going to be a bunny. It's going to be a white bunny with a pink nose. Aww. That's what I'm going with. That's kind of cute. Okay. And we don't eat, wanna, we don't eat bunnies at Thanksgiving, so we're good there. No, no, we no don't. Awkward moments. I, I just want to let you know I did look up to see if a nippler was real. <laughs> Tigger, do you know the answer to this? No. It apparently is. It's a British beast. Fluffy, black, long snouted, burrows, creatures. I don't even know what that word is. You were, but on, yes. the, you were on the fandom page for <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. No. <laughs> There, there's. Oh wait, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, it's Pottermore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, well, apparently <laughs> in Potterland, Patty. Yeah. Wait. Then it went on and it said something about glitters. I'm like, you know what, Tigger? It's not real. Sorry, girl. It's not. She she wants really a platter puss. There you go. <laughs> I was like, 
Huh. Okay. There you go. Thank you, Patty. I needed a good laugh. You're welcome. (laughs) Leave it up to me. (laughs) Tigger, what do you want? Besides the Niffler. You answer. Me? What? What animal would you like to invite to your Thanksgiving dinner? Okay, first off, there's not just one. (coughs) Off the top of my head, who out there doesn't want a giraffe at Thanksgiving dinner? Somebody that is going to reach over and grab the food from the middle of the table. I mean, think about it. Their long, skinny tongues. Yeah, and it's just like their little tongue, and they like eat something. And and their little tail swishing back and forth. Oh, and they, you know, they're big, but they're not taking up that much room. So, like, who just wouldn't want that? Because that would be amazing. But honest and truly. If truth be known, I really would just like a sloth. Sloths are your I, like favorite animal in the world, aren't they? They just how can they not be? Because they you just, know what your Thanksgiving dinner would take like twelve forever. hours. Yes, no, which I know it would, would be cheesed yes. and crackers with alcohol because yeah. while well, the sloth was still working on the yeah. hors d'oeuvre just, or just showing up just you know getting to the table yeah i don't know i just i just think oh, that that's such a funny image yeah. i love yeah. it yeah so what about you tigs a giant panda of course uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i adorable when they chew our Thanksgivings are vegetarian, so mm-hmm. I, of course, needed to invite a vegetarian. And, you know, I could supply the bamboo, no problem. Yep. There you go. Oh, Can't you so see funny. him sitting in his chair or her? Oh, yeah. With her stock eating with those great eyes. Oh. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I would love, just yeah. go over and hug it. <laughs> They're so big. But they're so fluffy. They're so big. And by the they're way, so pandas fluffy. they're so fluffy. Pandas are real, by the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> anybody, they're not from Harry Potter. In case well, I just thought you guys should if there's that that I've looked that up too. Well, totally if it right. was a character from Harry Potter to invite for Thanksgiving, that that would be a hard one to pick. Mm. There's so many cool animals. Yeah. I like the horses that are that you only see if you've had great loss. What are they called? Hippogriffs? No, no, no. Uh, hippogriffs is the one that's part bird, part horse. Right. Oh, they're pretty cool. I wouldn't mind having yeah. one of those. Yeah. yeah. The we wings, maybe we, make maybe we should just have a Harry Potter Thanksgiving. Oh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. That kind of would be fun, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Or a well, set talk. Mm. Yeah. Be kind of interesting. Centaurs are sort of haughty, though. So are some of my relatives. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the right game should be um, take all of your relatives and assign them a creature from Harry. Oh, even better. And do mm. it during Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yes. During Thanksgiving dinner. I, I mean, you avoid politics and everybody will laugh. Yeah, that's the new. Uh, send us a postcard. <laughs> yeah, and like, send us. Yeah, and let us know. <laughs> and who are they sending the postcard to? To Healthy Critters Radio, care of Biostar US, <laughs> One Cleveland Street, Suite Eight Hundred, Gordonsville, Virginia, two two nine four two. We look forward to your mailbox being full. 
<laughs> so funny. Holidays, as as fun and great as they are, can also be a, a, a time of of great sadness for people, and it can also be a time of great reflection. And what what I think is especially important is something that we all share as horse people and dog people is that there are times that we just we have to say goodbye and sometimes it's around a holiday and sometimes it's before a holiday and sometimes it's after a holiday but it's something that we all we all share and that's the the connection with humanity that we we really need to keep in mind in in these times and now we're at critter nutrition and it's dealing with saying goodbye something that we all have to do with family and friends and our beloved four-leggeds lionheart had a good summer he had a new companion a feisty 20 year old mare i adopted from a rescue his coat shined and he spooked as usual whenever his water bucket was filled He made ugly faces at the chickens if they dared to come into his stall, pawed when his meals were nanoseconds late, and rearranged his hay so that he could eat some of it on the other side of his stall guard. I referred to this as Lionheart eating on the veranda. Even at age 33, he could muster a quick canter to chase an errant Australian shepherd out of his paddock. The first thing he would do when he was turned out at night was to have a good roll in the grass. In late August, I started noticing some changes. He wasn't eating as much hay, and he took longer to eat his feed. Despite all my efforts, his top line wasn't improving, and his haunches were losing muscle. He was dappled, yes, but everything seemed to be slowing down, almost deteriorating. He stopped rolling during turnout, and his companion mare totally ignored him. There was a fragility to the lion heart that was new. During the warm days of fall, he became more reactive to touch, spooking at my hand, reaching out for him, or setting the ground feeder down. Then there were days, good days, when he ate well, soft eyes, his body even looked okay. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I'm overreacting. However, in my heart, I knew that these glorious fall days would turn cold, frozen, and challenging for him. I didn't want him to suffer. I didn't want to get a phone call this winter when I'm in Florida telling me he colicked or went down and could not get up. I want to be with him when he passes. One afternoon, as he ate his soaked feed, I told him. When he finished eating, I took the bucket away, held out my hand for him to smell. He licked it, which was an an unusual gesture on his part. I knew what he meant. We have an agreement. He is ready to go. Am I doing the right thing? There is a wrestling match we go through in our minds of not wanting to see our animals suffer or go into fatal health crises. On the other hand, we do not want to rush to end our four-legged friend's life. I made that mistake with my dog, Ravenwolf. I waited too long. In my mind, I thought I was doing the right thing by waiting until all hope was extinguished. I will not do that again. Now that I've made the decision find myself tearing up at unexpected moments, driving my car to work and passing the farm where I used to board Lion during some of his competition years, walking past a photo of him in the living room or brushing by his ribbon collection. His saddle and bridle sit in the conference room at Biostar, and when I look at them, I blink the tears behind my eyes. 
The appointment with my vet is made. I choose a day that is predicted to be warm and sunny before the cold front moves in. Like water behind a dam, it feels like my grief is waiting for the moment he has passed so that the sorrow can flow unashamed and uncontrolled. He waits patiently for me to bring his food three times a day. I call his name. He whinnies in response. If I'm 30 minutes late, he paws and gives me the look. My Australian shepherd buckaroo waits out of range of a striking foreleg to steal a morsel that may have dropped to the ground. Lion has little tolerance for dogs, particularly in his personal space. I sit on an overturned bucket and watch him eat. Grateful that I have this time with him. During these precious moments, I thank him and remember the 29 years we have spent together, longer than my marriage and definitely more empowering. There would be no Biostar without Lionheart. I would not be the person I am today if it were not for him. He taught me to listen with more than my ears, to observe without judgment, to be patient, calm, and to pay attention. Not only is he fed three times a day, he also gets a smorgasbord at each meal, a bucket with soaked alfalfa pellets, renewed gold, cool stance, chia, hemp seed oil, and his supplements. He has one ground feeder with chaff hay and another ground feeder with soaked speedy beet and hay. Lion has gone his entire life free of metabolic disease, no IR, no Cushing's, no EPM, and no limes. There is not one ingredient or Biostar supplement that Lion hasn't tested. I remember the day I pulled some kale out of the garden and gave him one long kale leaf. He smelled it, held it in his mouth, shook it like a green flag, and dropped it on the ground as if to say, I might eat this in a different form. I went into the house, ground up the kale leaf in my food processor, then added it to his feed. He gobbled it up. My old friend Michael Ravenhorse used to say, preparing a meal is preparing medicine. It can heal or it can harm. Put good thoughts into your food, Michael used to tell me. I mixed the components in the feed bucket, thanking Lion with every stir of the spoon. I say I love you three times as if it is a spell, a touch of magic for immortality. Lion eats methodically, slowly. First the feed bucket, then the beet pulp, walks over and drinks water, then goes to the chaff hay. I watch him, talk to him, and sometimes run my hands down his neck and back. The feel of him. The wonder of him. The day comes and we take our last walk together up the hill. My vet follows quietly behind us. The sky is cloudless, a November blue. I press my head to his head as he stands, waiting. It is a moment of oneness, soul to soul. I thank him. I don't know how long I sit up on that hill beside him. I weep a river. Buckaroo, my Aussie, waits nearby like a guardian of my horse and my grief. In spiritual circles, it is often said to sit with your pain. That night, all I wanted to do is kill the pain by any self-destructive means possible. Chocolate, ice cream, cookies, pies. However, there isn't any in the house. I chastised myself for my poor planning. Didn't I know that after 29 years with Lion, I would fall apart? There are bottles of Guinness beer in the back of the fridge. Lion's favorite. He loved having a cold beer added to his feed on hot summer days. I don't drink beer. But seeing those bottles makes me want to drink one. My little voice whispers, 
you did the right thing. His spirit is free. Why, oh why, doesn't that make me feel better? It's a process, grief and sorrow. Reality is reshaped with the passing of a loved one. A light went out of my life. I have to remind myself that lion's light is shining somewhere else. Each day gets a little better. Friends phone me. I take calls from a few clients and try to get back to the new normal, the place without lion heart in it. I keep reminding myself how lucky I am. I had all these years with him. I was able to retire him at my farm and give him 15 years of retirement. I was able to take care of him and learn from him. I think about funny lion stories, like the day we spread sawdust in front of the shed row barn and how he spooked at it and then leapt over it to get into his stall. That was just two years ago. Or how he played with his friend enemy, King Henry the Cat, who loved to walk along the top rail of the three-board fence line and whom Lion would try to nudge off the fence. The cat would give Lion a few whacks on his nose and Lion would squeal and run away, only to return to try and knock the cat off again. I think of these funny Lion stories because when I think of them, I know he's always with me. for listening everyone and thanks to our sponsor biostar us you can find them online at biostarus.com get the horse radio network phone app on ios or android by searching for horse radio network in the app store it's free and easy to use for details about today's show go to healthycrittersradio.com where you can find links photos and more information about our guests as always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. <laughs> <laughs>